Well, welcome to today's edition of Real People OC. Today in the studio with me, I have the pleasure of having Chef Pascal Olatz. Chef Pascal, if you might know, has been around for quite some time in Orange County. For about 40 years, Chef Pascal has been in Orange County, gracing us with his gentle presence and bringing beautiful French food to anyone lucky enough to dine in any of his restaurants. He's been a bit of an ambassador to French food, if you will. So after a long and beautiful career of serving locals his tasty cuisine, Pascal is using some of his free time in a unique and I think a really interesting way. On a vacation this summer with his wife, Pascal went to Thailand and he found an organization there. This Thai nonprofit organization is called Save Elephant Foundation and they offer ecotourism trips to come and help work in their park. It's a sanctuary of sort, a rescue center for this beautiful endangered species. So after a memorable trip, it really impacted Pascal and he, doing what he loves to do best, cooking and entertaining individuals here in Orange County, has decided to do a fundraising event called The Gray Event at Sherman Library and Gardens on October 23rd in honor of these beautiful elephants that he's fallen in love with. In this interview, we get to hear about Pascal's adventure and a fascinating woman named Lake Chalert who has devoted her life to preserving and saving these elephants in Thailand. Now on the website for this event, it's thegrayevent.com. Pascal, a sweet and generous man, wants to welcome interested students here at UCI to consider joining the festive affair. At the Sherman Library and Gardens, the evening will begin with a reception hors d'oeuvres, wine, and live entertainment. Then there will be a four-course dinner, wine, and cooking demonstration, and tickets, although pretty pricey, on a student's budget. Pascal says you can go to his website and there will be some codes that you can use to purchase tickets if you're a student. Or you can contact his office at 949-673-0034 and let him know you heard about it on KUCI and you're an interested in student in the cause of saving the elephants. Now for today's show. Well, so welcome Orange County's very own ambassador of French cooking, Pascal Olhatz. Pascal, I'm so glad to sit down with you and just talk about what you're up to these days. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy for you to be here. And oh my gosh, that accent, it's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my signature, I guess. And I hope everybody's going to understand me. I think I think so, but the beauty of radio these days now is everything's on podcast, so they can replay it if they have to. Wonderful. So, okay, so, but you're here for a really important reason today, and I do want to spend some time reflecting on your career here in Orange County, because it, you've played such an important role in people's lives, and a lot of people are seeing you change your pace a little bit, and you're doing things more for, you know, out of enjoyment and retirement and travel. You know, you said you're on a five-year plan. And I want to know a little bit about some of the things you did this summer. Something really, really became important to you this summer. Well, this summer was really special for me and my wife. Uh, we went to uh, Thailand. And uh, the reason is uh, a year ago, a year before, uh, knowing that my wife is a very an advocate of uh, saving elephants in Asia uh, for years. So I got... Uh, connected with that so for her birthday I gave her a big envelope and I uh, say big saving inside and your inside was an invitation to uh, go to Thailand Chiang Mai and uh, for a week of uh, volunteering in a, an elephant uh, rescue park it was really special unbelievable was she surprised she was very surprised and very pleased also that I understand uh, why she was going for that cause. So now that you've been, you see what this is all about. Um, now I'm hooked. No, that uh, uh, this is you know one of the biggest commitments right now to uh, to help uh, saving these uh, elephants that have been uh, suffering of uh, a lot of abuse in uh, in Asia. Okay, so bring this to a understanding for our listeners why is it so important for us to take a part in this type of um, a recovery effort and a preservation effort yeah uh, you know I have to say you know I'm involved with a lot of uh, uh, charity and uh, actions here in California uh, causes like uh, 
homeless kids, homeless family, and uh, cancer society, and things like that. But rescuing uh, animal and wildlife, I think, is very important for uh, uh, us, our future, and for the next gen generation. And uh, it's all about the balance of uh, to cohabit with uh, with with nature. And uh, if we eliminate nature, we we have a tough time to uh, uh, to know who we are, where we come from, and so I think it's very important to be uh, uh, able to to save uh, you know, some of these uh, beautiful creatures. They were there before us, and they, they need to stay. They need to stay. I like that. <laughs> they need to stay, and we need to assure that that is something we've created an environment that they can stay. Right. Yes, and and once you. You know that, and once you experience it, uh, it's amazing how you 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 filled up something a gap that maybe you you have in your existence, and that uh, you're doing something that's really visual, something that's while you do it, you can see it happening, and uh, uh, it's very it's amazing the the reward that you get by doing this type of uh, uh, involvement. So what you participated in, is it something like an ecotourism project? Can you tell us a little bit about the... Yes, so uh, it is a park, the one we went in uh, Chiang Mai, uh, the founder, Lake Shellet. Uh, she uh, created that about 12 years ago, uh, bought a park uh, with uh, some, actually, with some friends from the uh, from U.S., from uh, the Serengeti Foundation, help her to find the land and buy the land. And uh, so she rescued animals, uh, and she has about 75 elephants right now. And now she's looking for more locations. And uh, what you do when you go there, you actually you can do uh, a day visit, an overnight visit, a two-day visit. But we decide to take a week of volunteering there. And while you're there, you take care of the food for the elephant. You uh, Unload and load trucks of food, truck of squash, truck of corn, truck of uh, uh, bananas, and and all kind of food uh, to feed the elephants. You feed them, and then of course you have to clean up the park. So uh, and uh, you know, wherever you know, the elephant live, wherever they they walk food, you have to clean up. So the park is uh, is uh, is you know in a clean environment, and uh, they provide you lodging with very clean simple lodging you have uh, uh, some uh, rooms are more communal you can have to share with other people but if you're a couple you can have your own room and you have a little thin mattress with a, a mosquito nest and a hanging light bulb from the ceiling and that's your room and cold shower every day and uh, but you probably welcome the cold shower, right? Oh, I love, love cold shower, <laughs> especially in this type of weather there. It's kind of a warm and humid, so cold shower is really perfect. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> sure. and, uh, so and then so, but they feed you very well, too, because Thai cuisine, of course, that's uh, my connection there, too, with the food, being a chef. So even though the food is vegan, uh, they feed you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have a beautiful display of food uh, that you you pile up your plates with uh, these uh, great uh, vegetables and curries and tofus and uh, no, I, I had no, I know I, I was never been real uh, vegan because I like to eat all type of food, but I, I spent a, ver a very good week eating great food there. So you had no meat? No meat for no one week. No meat, wow. That's that would be tough for a chef, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I didn't miss it. You didn't I miss it. I didn't miss it, and then uh, and you know. And you didn't I feel tired or lethargic from the lack of that type no, of protein. No, actually, I felt very good. Uh, interesting. Yes, it was interesting, and we mostly drink water. They have a very good uh, uh, water uh, filtration system. So I was afraid going to Thailand and drinking. Uh, uh, tab water uh, would be a little uh, uh, dangerous, but they do have a fantastic uh, uh, system. So it's really an, an eco system there that you you go, you walk, but you live in very uh, uh, very well clean environment. 
Oh, very nice. And you don't need much too. you know, it's it's a time to to recognize that, you know, you said you had a light bulb and a thin mattress and a mosquito net. And uh, you have no idea how, how good it is to live a time in your life that things everything is simple stripped away yes and you're not you're not connected to a phone uh, there's no tv uh, no radio you just you know you're there for one reason and everybody there is there for the same reason and you meet people from all over the world yes they come for that same reason so it's really uh it's a great great experience so um I want to hear a little bit about uh, Leg Chalet. She is the lady that runs yes. this project there. What are um, what are some of the reasons that you found brought others to this place, and how important is it that people come to help? Well, there's more than just saving the elephant there. Uh, what she has created, she has created job for uh, for the locals. She has um, probably has uh, almost 200 employees there. And she take care of their family. She uh, provide them lodging, um, and she also have a, a veterinarian uh, uh, section where uh, people who are actually students from all over the world who are l- uh, learning about uh, veterinarian can go there and they they take care of the elephants. She also rescue dog and cats. There's about three or four hundred dogs running around. 300, 400 cats, you know, mm-hmm. sleeping around. <laughs> and then... Uh, wow. uh, at the park. At the park, yes. Oh and she has horses, and she has monkeys. Uh, and really, it's amazing, uh, everything uh, that she can do. But she also, uh, due to that, she also supports local school, so she can give uh, some education to some uh, local kids. And so... There is more than just elephant. It's really uh, what she is doing in this part of the world that uh, that need help. Okay, good. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real People OC, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. We are at 88.9 FM in Irvine, KUCI. And we are talking to Pascal Ohatz. He is a local French chef who is beloved by so many here really has brought French cooking to the Orange County area in a way that uh, we sh- we should be very lucky, frankly. It was, it's was it been a beautiful mm. cultural contribution Thank to you. our local color here. Uh, sort of a French, um, uh, an ambassador of French cooking, I would say, here in Orange County. So, um, But we're here talking about a trip that Pascal recently went on this summer to Thailand. And he was in, uh, you were in Chiang Mai, and if you want to know about the foundation that we're speaking of, it's SaveElephant.org. And um, Save Elephant Foundation is is um, an, protecting the Asian elephants. That's what they're dedicated mm-hmm. to, to doing. And um, he, uh, well, I want to draw a distinction because if you go to Save the Elephants, that's African elephants. And so you wanted to make a brief comment about the different, um, really different challenges facing the two different elephant populations. Yeah, uh, the the problem we have in Africa is that uh, the, the elephants been poached to uh, get their uh, ivory and they've been killed uh, left and right and they're about to be extinct. Uh, so that's really terrible also. Uh, and then uh, she's actually she is really active on that as well, but because she is in Asia, she see what we do to elephants. Mostly the problem they have been using elephants for uh, tourism. Uh, they, you know, th- riding elephants not supposed to be done uh, because when you ride an elephant, usually two people plus all the, the seats, you know, that so the elephant has to carry over five hundred pounds on his back. And his back is not made to to have any weight, uh, so she tried to eliminate that. So you can uh, maybe see elephant approach elephant, but you know you're not supposed to ride them. Uh, elephant not supposed to paint with the, their trump. Uh, they, they, you know, there's a lot of picture. They put a brush on, and the elephant start to do a painting for the tourists. And the reason they can brush it is because there's somebody behind the ear. The elephant is going to poke him. Each time he poking the elephant, the elephant is going to move his brush, and uh, 
and they, they also direct the elephant with a hook and the hook they the, use a hook on their head or you hook behind their leg and also to get an elephant for the two they they need them young so they go in the wild they take the baby elephant away from the parents they usually kill the parents to be able to uh, get the baby elephants and they uh, they're going to train them and to train them uh, they're going to uh, attach their four legs and start to beat them up until the uh, the elephants listen to to the the people around so is this is done to just to make money and have the tourists uh, having fun watching them uh, this is as worse as uh, elephant in elephant in circus so she elect Charlotte is trying to eliminate that educate the people to uh they can have elephants for their own use at home but they try to teach them to command the elephant by voice and when you go to the park the each uh, elephant keeper can uh, uh, command the elephant by, by voice and they don't touch him they just talk to the elephant they listen just listen like uh, like we when we train a, a good dog and uh, and the elephant's very happy it's not stressed and and also elephant not supposed to do logging uh, but logging has been banned in asia and uh, so but still p some people still use some elephant for logging and they to transport to the transport the wood, wood yeah. yeah and first she is also protecting the woods because uh, they eliminate too much woods so you can see now what she did in thailand uh, the a lot of trees going to have an orange wrap around it that the monk are putting uh, a wrap around the trees and if you touch the trees and you know, it would be a bad bad karma so ah clever yeah <laughs> so uh so they use the religion to make sure they can save the forest oh and interesting yeah so one of the things that's happening locally here, and you've come home, you've been very impacted by this, mm -hmm. and you're coming up with a way to uh, share this great adventure you and your wife went on here locally, but also to share what's happening. And you have worked together with Save Elephant Foundation and Lake Shellet um, to come up with an event yeah. that you want to share with our locals, and I want you to tell everybody about that. Yes, yeah, so coming back, uh, as you can tell, you know, I'm a little bit involved now. Coming back from... Uh, You're a man of action. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I decide when I come back, say, we need to do something in California. No, n never anyone have done any events to raise money and to bring that the awareness. It's not just about the money, it's about the awareness about what's happening with the elephants. So... I decided to create uh, a charity and be behind it, and uh, we call it the Gray Event. Uh, gray the Gray Event. Gray with an A. Mm. And uh, we're going to have a, uh, a special event on October the 23rd of uh, uh, this year. Uh, I mean, at the end of this month. That's right. Uh, and uh, it's going to be actually, it's going to be also a celebration of uh, uh, Thai food, Thai music. Uh, Thai dancing. Kind of a Thai experience, it's right? It's going to be a Thai experience. You know, uh, of course, you're going to be able to meet Lake Charlotte. When she heard that I was doing that, she said, oh, if you do that, I'm going to come in California. Oh. And that was very special for her. And she nice. she's she's quite known, in even in the U.S. Uh, two months ago, she had a piece on CBS, and uh, she's called... Uh, uh, the Elephant Whisperer. You can check oh. on YouTube. Oh, very cool. Well, I know she's 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 quite important, and she was invited to Washington, D.C. in 2010 to be honored as one of Women's Heroes of Global um, yeah. Conservation and uh, Ford Foundation's Hero of the Planet in 2001. Yeah. So she has definitely made her mark mm -hmm. on conservation in her country, and what a great what a great experience for anybody who wants to share this with um you know a young person that might want to dedicate their life to conservation mm -hmm. or even somebody that wants to in retirement um go off and spend some time in a meaningful way uh we have the what would you call that uh purpose driven vacation 
There's a there's a term for it out there. I, it's escaping me right now, yeah, but maybe well, it'll come to us. Well, it's uh, ecotourism is it's you know sort yes. of what's drawing people there, but uh, there's a term for it, and I'll have to think about what it is. We've covered a couple different people doing these types of things on their vacations. Most for me, it's traveling with with some love on on the course. Uh, it's good to travel somewhere and de- de- dedicate your work and time, and uh, uh, it's. Uh, um, it gave you a good purpose to visit the world, and that's very, sure. very important for us. Well, and I don't think people realize how important it is to be connected to the outcome of our actions. You know, so many of us work, sometimes work into a black hole. We don't really get to see the fruits of our labor so much. But something like this, you have a very tactile, very personal connection to the work that you're giving, and you can see what it's producing in turn and in kind and so it it leaves it leaves a mark on you doesn't it it does definitely and we will go back you will go back you'll make this a and maybe we can bring some friends with us to share that would be wonderful that would be wonderful well so the gray event just to go over the details it's being held at sherman library and gardens this is at your other restaurant location that you have you have pascal's down in san juan but you have um i have cafe jardin in corona del mar cafe jardin in 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 the sherman library gardens it's it's a very special place for sure and uh, this event is October 23rd on a Sunday afternoon. So most people that are busy through the weekend, you still have time to join this. You can find out more about this event by going to thegrayevent.com. And gray is spelled, as you said, G-R-A-Y, thegrayevent.com. And you can go as a participant on more than just one level. You can go just for the reception and the live entertainment and the wine and the hors d'oeuvres, or you can go and have the four-course dinner and a cooking demonstration, too. So tickets are available at the Gray event. And if you want to find out more about the elephants, go to uh, saveelephant.org, saveelephant.org. That's that's singular for both. So um, I want to turn for just a little bit and talk a little bit about you. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here, so well, so much has happened to you in the last year too, with your mm-hmm. with your own documentary that came out. People got to see mm-hmm. a little bit more about your lifetime as a chef globally here, um, and the time that you spent in Orange County. It's it's pretty special to have you, you know. Well, it's you know, my life has been special here, and uh, uh, about two years ago, I've been approached by uh, a local uh, uh, videographer that to special specialty of chef and cooking and they decided and it's called grub tribe and uh the, the grub tribe the grub tribe okay yes. and so they decide to say hey pascal you know you've been around you connected with a chef in orange county uh can we do a, a video about you okay fine so they they filmed me wherever I was going, all around Orange County, charities, special events, special parties. But also they went out and interviewed all the, oh not all, most of all, the chefs that have been training for the last uh, 20, 25 years and mentoring in Orange County. And that's still around. And it was very interesting to uh, see what they came out with and see and listen to the comments. You know, that's uh, my all uh, used to be cook and now chef and restaurant owner are uh, talking about me. And uh, it's called La Tradition. Uh, actually, yesterday we had a showing uh, for... Oh, uh, you did? Yes. I missed it. I missed it the first time because it yeah. was sold out. I wish I would have known. Were, but yes, it was for a, a private group uh-huh. that uh, um, we bought the video with the showing and that was... Course, I was the speaker, and uh, how mm, nice you know, it was very interesting. And it's not really, I do believe, of course, it's always good to know that we have s- chef have some ego, you know, we all, all think we are the best on our own, you know. mm-hmm. but uh, because this is why we want to be, we want to be very unique and uh, do things that's really trademark us, but um, I think it's very. Um, informative to for people who like to be in restaurant business who want to be chef who want to own a <coughs> restaurant to learn about a life of a chef 
in the life of uh, someone that been uh, working for uh, 25 years in the same field. And you can really learn, you know, what you have to go through. Uh, it's very informative in uh, the same, same way that it's fun too, because you will laugh. If right, right. Well, so it has to be a wonderful thing for you to reflect on how many pe- just how many people you have mentored here in Orange County. Yeah, well, you you know, at first you you do it because you know this is your job. You take care of uh, uh, serving customers and please pleasing the crowd, and it's because of of the time I've been spending here. Then now I realize uh, that you know I I influence some people and I help s- uh, uh, some of them, and now they recognize it, and it's very it's very good to be uh, recognized that you did something for them. Right, right. That you've given back. That yeah, give back. Actually, this is where I'm, I am now. And if you see the, the video and the documentary, you will see that <coughs> now I'm the stage to uh, even give more back. Uh, I like to teach uh, younger uh, cooks. I like to mentor younger, younger chef. Not chef yet, but f- chef to be. Uh, even like to teach. I like right now, I'm actually teaching... Uh, French uh, culinary class at Saddleback College. Oh, very nice. Do those kids have any idea how lucky they are to have you? <laughs> uh, um, Do they know who you yeah, are? No, have yeah, they most of them know who I am. <laughs> some of them want to work for me now. And, uh, so it's kind of a little special cooking class, you know, because they like to take pictures with me during the class and post them and things like that. So it's, it's very interesting. I don't think a lot of Teachers, the experience is always like that. Right, so right, right. Where so the teachers so popular with yeah. the students. I still have to keep keep them straight. I still have <laughs> to, to say to be quiet sometimes. You know? Hold them to task. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what chefs do too. You know, like I like to keep my kitchen quiet. That's right. I. That's true. That's right. <laughs> I love that about you. Um, mm. That's old school, isn't it? Can you take us back a little bit to your training and tell us what some old school things are that you're bringing forward and yeah. what you share with the next generation of chefs? Well, old school, I uh, mean, you know, you, you got to know your best and you got to listen to uh, to the chef that is going to uh, give you a task. And also, uh, when you work, you work. Uh, things change a little bit now because everybody has a phone. Everybody wants to check their email. But I, I push this away. When you work, when you're at work, you just concentrate on what you do. Uh, and uh, and less talk. If you talk, it's got to be what about you are doing. Uh, so but it has to be focusing on the on the preparation of your food and so uh, and being old school to risk you uh, bring back or keep the, the the classic and stay to your roots and then you can have fun after that you can uh, go around and take the base and ma- put your own touch to it and that I'm open for that too uh, but uh, yeah, I may be old school, but I think I'm I'm just uh, uh, I, I just want to share what I know, and you know th- that's the best way to to do it. Right, right. Well, you know it's so important in today's day of distraction that somebody gets to pursue their craft with complete immersive focus, you know, mm-hmm. and have that s- that quiet study of what you're what you're doing, so you can really be a part of it and see it develop. And yes, actually, I. I have some little uh, talk with some cooks that start working with me, and they start to uh, tape uh, on uh, when I I talk about description of a dish, and and, and instead of listening, just with their own brain. Mm. And the problem is, if you tape something, you you think you have it in memory, but you have it in memory of a phone, but you don't have it in your own memory. And when you uh, get older, yeah, your brain is not going to click because you really have to memorize yourself things to be a, a true professional when you uh, when you move on. 
Right. You won't have time to go hit replay on the phone to no. hear what's happening. You just have to move. And yeah. at some point, it has to sink inside of you and be immersive. And You cannot rely on something that's more material. Well, so do you find today's young people different than they were in previous years? You mean in my field? Yeah, yeah. in your field. Oh, yeah. oh, big difference? Yes. Can you describe what some of those differences might be? Uh, yeah, the 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 young uh, cooks and apprentices that work with me now, uh, I can tell have more uh, interest in what they do. Uh, probably because uh, it is a new field, really, that uh, young uh, people want to become chef. And it's maybe sexier, cooler, and it is maybe sexier, because cooler, of food you know, TV, <laughs> maybe, maybe because of me, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you or Bobby Flay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it is pressure that you have on the medias about uh, cooking shows, and the food network is a big uh, start. That actually, I will go back further. I would think Julia Child uh, planted the seed and the seed been growing and then the food network to cover and we have a whole now a whole world of uh, food shows and food tvs and food radio shows uh, that make people want to be in this field so uh it's more than an art it's a, it's a life it's a commitment it's a uh, it's a vocation and uh it, it is an interesting uh field to be in you know you touch food, you become an artist, but also you can you have can become a businessman. Uh, you can become uh, somebody famous. People can put a, uh, a picture on a name on your food. You know, so it's much bigger than it used to be. So the the young uh, chef uh, to be uh, much more interested because there's more fame. Uh, uh, maybe not great future for everybody because not everybody can make it to tv <laughs> to tv yeah. yeah but you know it's the same thing you know you you can be a good professional singer but doesn't mean you're going to be a, a superstar so it, it is exactly the same thing and then uh, uh but you can make a good living and you can make uh, also a very pleasant living and when you work for me i always tell you that uh, uh of course uh we're in business to uh, make money because that's the name, uh, the bottom line of a business. But uh, we are not there to just serve people. Uh, serving is a good part, but when you know how to serve them or to give them the great food, that's fine. But we're in the business to please. And once you please, your life is much happier. And uh, so you have to take it always that way. And even when customers sometimes are not hundred percent pleased, you it's an art to to go out of your way to to fill the gap. That's uh, really you're hearkening to that hospitable spirit of wanting to take care of people when they're in your care. Yes, right. And you know uh, that's why I have now in my uh, restaurant I have a small dining room. I have only thirty uh, seats and. When I cook, um, my customers are coming. I want to go visit them and make sure they feel that they are they are in my dining room, like they were in my home. Right, right. They knew you cooked their food, yes. and you you put your signature, you know, style to it. And we are connected it, it, from the very beginning to the end of that yes. evening. Yes. Well, yeah. more than the beginning, actually, because uh, we can talk about that too. I'm involved with a farm here in Irvine and where I can get uh, uh, some of my produce uh, ah. almost every day. That's right. Yes, Manesero Farm. Uh, Such a neat neat place. I definitely am glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful place. And uh, they even have, I'm, uh, I'm the, uh, the resident chef there. Uh, we do uh, cooking events. We do a demonstration. We do some breakfast, some luncheon. But the, the main thing for me, they create my own garden. They call Pascal Jardin, and uh, uh, I go there with my little uh, pocket knife and pick my produce, you know, uh, two, three, or four times a week. And you're picking 
it there one because it's it's organically prepared but two because you want to be involved in that process of actually choosing you're really curating the best food that you can offer your clients right yes well because you know we always talk about uh, farm to tables and uh, and but it is real if you f- go out of your way you can find some local food that is right there and you pretty much in your backyard uh, and because there's some uh, very uh, conscientious farmers that still uh, co- uh, grow uh, uh, produce for you right here so it's right there in the middle of Irvine uh, it's a great farm that I don't know how many acres they have but uh, you can get the best tomato uh, around the best corn the best some of the best salad and uh, even like right now I have uh, some wonderful okras and uh, on kale. Oh, I love okra. Yeah, okra. I'm growing good. okra in my garden too, but I'm getting mm-hmm. like five a day, and it's not quite enough <laughs> to serve the family. <laughs> you need, you know, it's it's a bi- it's an interesting business trying to build yourself an organic garden. But I really admire what they're doing over at Manicero Farms because Farmer Dan, well, he's been doing this for a long time, yeah. but his wife of late has has been the one that you've really partnered with to create that space over there. And man, I've seen her out there with the drill, and she's, you know nailing up wood pallets and you know shutters and making that place one of the most special things I've ever been to. I, I've been lucky enough yeah. to attend a couple of events there and uh, had a yeah. crepe made by you mm. and in the holiday times they have hot chocolate yeah. and crepes and shopping and it's just yeah. super cool, super cool. Uh, Anne Manassero is amazing because she really put the connection between the farming and the art of living and then so she even collect uh, all type of uh, tableways, I think, and that 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 really b- bring a lot of charm to uh, to your place and dining and and she and also the way she decorate mm-hmm. is unbelievable. I, I color my local Martha Stewart. She yeah. is like that. Yes, you're yeah. right. She is our local Martha Stewart. Yes. I love that analogy. Yeah. That's great. So, and so I'm very uh, honored to to uh, to be partnering. Uh, have a partnership with her. Actually, we create uh, a little uh, partnership. We call it the farmer's wife and the French chef. I love it. I am the French chef. Of c- I think yeah. so. You're not the farmer's wife. No, no. <laughs> but she's perfect <laughs> at it. And uh, and she always, actually, she always tease me for my accent. So she will g- give you the traduction. She might have yes. to, yes. I know. I feel like sometimes I might need to translate. <laughs> he said 30 seats, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm teasing you. Well, you know, I know a little bit about the history of your relationship with Anne, and I want to share a little something about this because I think, you know, to know you obviously is to love you, but I think to to know what you're really about, this story tells a lot. And I was able to interview Chef Shirley Chung. She's with 28OC on on here. And her trajectory as a chef was so interesting to me because she was a full-on career businesswoman before she decided to give it all up and become a chef. And she faced being a chef with that same tenacity that an entrepreneur would to start a company, which was really an interesting story. You can hear that one on my podcast. But I loved what she said during that interview. And maybe she said it after, I can't remember, but I'll share it with you anyway. Mm -hmm. She said that, you know, when you're at the top, you share things with each other. And those that are climbing, they tend to grab ideas and hold on to them and hide them and keep them as their own. She said, but the great chefs don't do it that way. They share everything with each other. And that's that openness, that uh, love of your craft and that... um, that just willingness to come together and make more than what you could make if you did it alone and were competing against each other. And that was the spirit in which she described you Mm -hmm. because um, she said that, you know, we share ideas. We like, what would you think about this? And how would you think about that? We make each other better by sharing at that level. And so I think that's such great advice for a young chef or a young anybody really is don't grab onto an idea and hold it as if it were your own and something that you got to possess all on your own as if possessing it on your own was going to somehow m- make you more successful. Well, I do agree. I, by the way, she's an amazing person and she has so much energy oh, and, yes. and about sharing. She, she always upon her arm to you and she, I, I've been stopping by, say hi to her. She do 
take me in the kitchen and say, oh, try this, try that. You know, sh she's very excited and she wants my opinion. And uh, uh, of course, everything I tried was really good. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very important to also be open to share because we cannot be uh, restrained to say, oh, I'm creating this, I'm creating that. We're not creating anything. We are not. We're just transforming because we take knowledge from the past and present and, and we move it to the future. So uh, that's what you share. And so like that, uh, you know, there's always a base and we always going to put our own touch and somebody else is going to put his own touch on what you do. So uh, the sharing is amazing. They, mean they make it like create evolution. Right, right. And that's so, so important to be a part of something and not just to be the, you know, I mean, people want to be the, be the, be all and the end all. And that's, that's not what the human experience is about. Well, you know, why? you want to be alone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and it was with that spirit that your relationship with Anne Manicero forged because she was providing the produce for an event. And somehow I just love this story. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, it was very interesting. The first time we met was, uh, we're doing a, a special events to raise money for uh, uh, homeless kids in Hanem, and it's called the Illumination Foundation. And uh, it's uh, an event where we have like maybe 25 of local uh, top chef of Orange County, which each have a table, and we're cooking uh, four or five course uh, dinner for that table next to it, and it's very special. So we outsources uh, some products or. So, Manasseo Farm was one of the sponsors. And, uh, and they were providing each of the chefs the produce yes. that they needed for their dishes that they were going to prepare uh, for th all the patrons. Yes. So, I go to the events and it's right there in the middle of the afternoon, <coughs> around four o'clock, like two hours before dinner. And I go see say, oh, uh, Excuse me, Mrs. Manasseo, I didn't call her Anne at that time. <laughs> didn't, we didn't know each other. And she knew who I was. Say, Where, where are my produce? Oh, we give it to the other chef that she worked with you. And she said, no, she's not working with me. Yeah, she picked it up. and uh, She took your produce. My <laughs> so my produce were gone. So she you was were produceless I that was night. produceless. <laughs> and uh, so I went around. I went to the other table. I started to grab things I may need. And so... And she always make fun of me because I say, uh, okay, I will manage, I manage. manage. I will manage, I will manage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home and manage my <laughs> housekeeping now. Yeah. It'll make me feel better. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and so the events went fine. And then the next day I called her. She was afraid I will be uh, yelling at her or give her a hard time. And actually <coughs> she was surprised I called her because I was very happy. I went visit the farm and I told her, I want to be part of the farm. And so this is where we start working together. I love it. So, so through a little bit of adversity, you forged this relationship. Yeah, yeah. you know, a little sometimes a little accident creates a you know, connection. Create a connection, yeah. yeah. So don't miss those opportunities, young people listening to this, because that's really where the juice of life comes from, is those accidental, you know, relationships. Yeah. If you took it to a negative way, right. you would never get the connection. So. Right. Take the best of it. Take the best of it. And the other part mm. of that story was that you had to go around to the other chefs and they all shared what they had with yep. you as well so you could cobble together your stone soup. Exactly. <laughs> yes. For the evening, so to yeah. speak. I mm -hmm. just love that. Yeah. Well, so, and it's pretty special. So if you, um, you're hosting there at Manasera Farms the breakfast and the breakfasts are a, a local featured chef that you're, you're bringing to the farm and together they're mm. prefer preparing a breakfast for anybody that wants to yeah. be a part of that event, right? Yes, and you know some of them. I do. I know yeah. some of them, yeah. <laughs> some of them are great. <laughs> really special. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, I always ask my uh, friends, uh, they have a, a restaurant or, or work in a restaurant as chef to, to join me. And uh, they are my guest chefs. So they come, they create their own cuisine with what we have available. And they <coughs> they can represent their uh, cuisine or their restaurant at the breakfast. It's a lot of fun, you know. It's, it's an intimate gathering, you know. So yeah. many of us want that more that real tactile touch, feel, taste, 
intimate experience. And this is even more intimate, I would say, than dining. The farm is just a delightful place to be. It is amazing because you're right there and we cook in front of you. And, uh, Pick your own herbs if you want. And yeah, and then you ask any question, you know, we're there for you. Right, so right. It's quite special. Well, so um, if you're just tuning in, this is Real People OC, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. And I'm having a, a delightful, meandering conversation with uh, Chef Pascal Olatz. And he is, oh, I said that wrong again. I can't, I tried Olatz. <coughs> the H is silent, everybody, including me. That's most of the French H. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'm trying. You know, my son is learning French in school. Yeah. And so every time I ask him a question, he responds to me in French. And I try really hard. I don't want to make him translate because I really want to learn. Yeah. So thankfully, I have, have a little bright boy in my house who's very interested in learning the French language That's for good wonderful. reasons he loves he loves cooking too so he's maybe I'm going to make him speak, speak French to me I think you should because yeah. I think he will yeah. and uh, he, he, w he could use the experience he could because his mom's not not cutting the mustard <laughs> I can speak Spanish to him but not yeah. French I'm working on it but um, we're here But so we're here because you had this great transformative experience. And through that experience of going to Thailand, Chiang Mai, uh, and meeting Lek Chalert, did I say that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, she really opened your eyes to the Save the Elephant Foundation. And you can go learn more about that by going to saveelephant.org. And so with that information, you put your craft to work. And you've created this event called The Gray Event. And you can go for, find out more about that, thegrayevent.com. And find out about this fabulous event happening on Sunday, October 23rd at the Sherman Library and Gardens. What a fabulous place. How long have you been there with your restaurant inside the gardens? I think you've been there uh, a bit over 18 years. Oh, my goodness. What a perfect marriage that is. That's such a great spot. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. It is an oasis in the middle of Corona del Mar. Uh, that's you know, a beautiful garden that is uh, mostly maintained by uh, volunteers. Again, this is a foundation. So you have to pay a little uh, entry fee that helps supporting the foundation. But it's like a $5 entry to get, into the to get into the park but you'll be so amazed to see all, all these beautiful plants and trees and and uh, um, it's a botanical flowers. garden yeah, there right yeah koi palm gorgeous place it's unbelievable and you know if you have time you come and stop have a nice lunch looking at the beautiful garden are you open every day there we open uh, there monday to friday for lunch okay. uh, on the uh, spring and summer we have sunday brunch Saturday and Sunday lunch, we also have a little crepery there. Oh, how nice. So it's fun. You can have a little crepery. Well, you just kind of have put your little stamp all over Orange County, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> a little crepery in a tea garden, beautiful uh, water, a little fountain there. It's very plain. It's, uh, it's very, I would call it very zen. Very yeah. zen. Very yes. zen. Where did you originally come from? I was born in Normandy. In Normandy. Yes. Okay. And then where would you, where did your, did your career begin in France? Yeah. Well, I I start my uh, cooking experience first, of course, with my mom. But after that, we I, uh, I work in some local restaurant during my uh, summer uh, school holidays. And uh, no, because in France we have two months of uh, school vacation. And uh, so when I was uh, 16 and 17 years old, I, I work in a uh, local re restaurant uh, in the kitchen. And then I went to Belgium for a few years, went to a culinary uh, school. And after that, uh, I moved my way through France, uh, like in Lyon, in Southern France, and, uh, and then moved to California in 1984. What brought you here? The weather. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I came in vacation, and I, I met uh, a, a son of uh, one of my customer that when I was working in uh, Saint-Tropez in South of France say if you go to California uh, go visit my son he's in Newport Beach he has a little restaurant and uh, go meet him so I came met him and then came back the following years and I uh, worked for him and stay oh wow how yeah. lucky we were 
wasn't, weren't we? <laughs> it was supposed to be a, just a little segment in my life. I said, okay, I'm going to be in California for a couple of years and move move back to France or somewhere else. And But I've been here for 30 years now. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Wow. Well, okay, so we're drying down on our time. One of the things I wanted to mention about the Gray event uh, is that it's a great opportunity to hear uh, Lake Chalert speak, but also uh, we're looking for maybe a local opportunity for her to speak to the community at UC Irvine as well. And so that would be a great opportunity if anybody wants to have her come and speak here on campus. Um, One of the things I thought was great is that she does offer internships in veterinary medicine in her clinic there or ecotourism opportunities for people that want to volunteer as well too. So lots of lots of great things. If this is a cause that you want to take up, it's something that I think you'll probably be returning to, don't you think? Oh yes, no, definitely. And uh, you know, I have to say, you know, it's the first time I create a charity on my own. Ah, good job. Well and done. It's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if ever you want to uh, create a charity, you know, maybe I can I can help. But it is special because I have put together uh, a committee and the people that volunteer do volunteer work for me right and we're about uh, eight of us in a committee and everybody do their own share and uh, uh, it's amazing to have uh, that kind of uh, creativity and putting together oh i have to say we're going to also have a cooking demonstration at the events with kathy thomas oh very nice the, uh, famous uh, book writers and local uh, food journalists as well. Very nice. And She's uh, traveling, doing something wonderful. Maybe she'll bring back something interesting for yes. everybody, the participants to hear about. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, no, I definitely will go back to Chemai. Actually, my wife and I think we need to make it a, a yearly trip to go check on uh, on the elephants. And and if you come to the, to the events, you're going to be able to go into a program that we're creating that you can uh, adopt an elephant. That means we will connect with one of the elephants and uh, we will send you news about the elephants on a regular basis. Uh, going to have a picture of the elephant and uh, uh, the park is going to keep you updated about your, the elephant you've been adopting. So you can adopt an elephant and then when you get there you can pamper, pamper a pachyderm, which I yeah. love that. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. (coughs) Well, Chef Pascal, thank you so much for bringing this important message to everybody and sharing Mm -hmm. your heart with us. And for all these years that you've shared your your beautiful talent with us as well. It's 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 a pleasure and nice to see you stick your toe in in fundraising. And and uh, if anybody's interested, please go to thegrayevent.com for ticket information. And or if you just want to support the elephants or pamper a pachyderm or uh, adopt an elephant, go to saveelephant.org. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm so nice. glad to have you here today. Thank you. You're welcome.